Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Mother Far From Home podcast with me, your host, Rachel Norman. If you desperately need a common sense, down-to-earth perspective on how to mother well without losing it, living in constant stress, or needing to escape your life, you have come to the right place. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I wanted to talk today about clear signs your baby and you need a routine. So I am a routine connoisseur. I love routines. Um, to vengo al punto, I'm going to come to the point right now. My thesis for this episode is that there, there are basically very few, if any, that I can't even think of cons to a routine. And there's so many positives. So your baby would probably do well with a routine. Now, I'm not saying you have to have one, but here are some signs that we're going to talk about, some signs that your baby will. I am a mother of five. At one point, I had five kids, five and under. I'm a baby and toddler sleep consultant, so I'm dealing with babies and baby sleeping all the time. I just have six main points, okay? So let's see how long I go on for each one. The first reason you, your baby might need a routine is because you are frazzled. So you are the grown up. If you're the grown up that's watching the baby, surely if you're a stay at home mom, but even if you're a working mom and you're finding the mornings, the evenings, the nights crazy, if you're very frazzled about your daily life, you need a routine. Baby needs a routine because the grown up is the one taking care of everything, right? So it's easy to kind of say, well, I'll just go and follow behind exactly what baby needs all day. And that can, that works for a little bit, certainly in those early days. But what can happen as the weeks go on, the months go on and on, is that you literally feel so out of control in your life because you're just responding to every momentary cue of baby that so many other things go by the wayside. You're not really able to plan, You're not really able to relax. Now, certain types of moms, this might not bother, but it does bother a lot of uh, other types of moms, especially if you want to feel like the day has some predictability. Certainly, if you need to get various tasks done, work done, stuff around the house, you know, if you're frazzled, you just can't do it. You know, so if nothing is ever happening at the same time, if you're feeling like life's super unpredictable and you're unsettled, If you want to stop calculating wake windows, I think I might do a whole podcast actually on the difference between wake windows and nap schedules, but ultimately you're watching the clock on both of them. Mama, I hate to break it to you. People who are like, wake windows, it's not clock watching. They're in denial. You're actually watching the clock more because you're having to recalculate every day all the time because it's never the same. So, and if there's no time for you to just get these household responsibilities, work, all your adult stuff done, since the naps feel unpredictable, when they eat feels unpredictable, when you can go anywhere feels unpredictable, this is a sign that baby could really do for a routine. And I want to say something up front that I feel like people forget about. And that is what your babies need in those early months, years, well, whatever, what we all need, love, okay, love, attention, you know, the relationship, the safety of that relationship, food, sleep, and they need to go to the bathroom. I mean, this is what they need. So if you're meeting all of those needs, if you're the one in charge of the routine, you get to meet all those needs. So it isn't like you creating a routine is abandoning baby. It's actually going ahead and making sure baby doesn't need to cry, whine, or fuss to get their needs met. So I feel like moms sometimes forget this and they guilt themselves. And I just want to say, and my grandmother used to say this too, 
she's like, your babies just never cry. And I mean, of course they did cry, but you know, for various reasons, but on the whole, they were just so happy. They were so smiley. Even my son who had eczema and had food allergy, or I was eating peanut butter and we found out he had an allergy to peanut butter. Even when he was fussy with the eczema before we really figured it all out, he was still happy because he got, had plenty of food in his tummy and he never went hungry and he was never overtired. So this is achievable. Okay. The fact of the matter is family routines make the home go round and they aren't just for the kids. I'm a certified baby and toddler sleep consultant, language of listening parent coach, and mother of five kids at one point in five years and under. If there's one thing that's true, it's this. Without daily routines and systems in place, life is chaotic, stressful, and anxiety-inducing. The only way to get our mom responsibilities done in peace is this, family routines. Simple family rhythms give you predictability, organization, and calm. My best-selling workshop, Family Routines Reboot, is a three-day challenge to creating easy, effective family routines that make family life peaceful again. It focuses on the whole family routines, child routines, and self-care routines. Visit a mother far from home slash reboot for more details. Again, it's a mother far from home slash reboot. So the first point your baby might need a routine, you're super frazzled. The second sign that your baby might need a routine is that your baby's daytime sleep or their napping is super erratic. So erratic napping is a great sign that a routine would be helpful. And honestly, some moms come in, they're like, I've got sleep issues. And it turns out they just had a routine issue. And when the routine got resolved, baby could sleep because it's hard for babies to sleep if they're overtired or if they're undertired or if they're always in the bed. So here are some kind of signs of the baby's daytime sleep being erratic or needing a good routine. If their naps are sometimes short, but then sometimes super long. Okay. So it's like there's no consistency with their napping. So it's another sign is their naps don't fall into predictable times. Like maybe they're long in the morning and then there's no afternoon nap, or maybe there's no morning and a long afternoon, or maybe they want to take a nap at 530. So then they don't want to go to bed until 10 or 11. Just this not having no predictability with the napping. So another one, another sign is that baby wakes up from their naps with sleep inertia. And so this is a a term when they wake up from their naps crying. It's like they wake up and instead of you walking in and then being super happy and ready for a hug and a snack and a cuddle, they're crying and they're super fussy. So this is kind of a sign that they're overtired. So sleep inertia kind of happens when they get up earlier than they wanted to, or they take a shorter nap and they kind of can't connect their sleep cycle and so they wake up crying or they took a super long nap longer than is probably good you know and then it's like they wake up because they're groggy almost like they had their nighttime sleep in the day so that is another sign another one is if there's lots of sleep fighting happening so if your baby's just fighting lots of sleep this is another sign that daytime sleep uh, that uh, a routine might help because babies Often we'll fight sleep if there's no routine, if um, they kind of just realize if they fuss for a little while, you'll just stop and let it be. Um, So whenever they know what's to come and you have good wind down routines and nap routines, bedtime routines, there's less sleep fighting. Do you feel like your days go by in a blur and all those things you meant to get done never really get done? 
The good news is it isn't because you don't have enough self-discipline or because you're just lazy. It's because you need better routines. I created some daily routine brainstorm sheets with lots of examples for routines based on your kids' ages that you can get free on my website. Go to amotherfarfromhome.com slash routine sheets. That's amotherfarfromhome.com slash routine sheets and grab these free printables. Another is another sign is if baby falls asleep in the car all the time when you're in it. If you have a child that has, that has a hard time napping at home, isn't predictable, but every time you get in the car, they take a nap. This is a sign that they're really tired. So if your kid's on a good routine and baby's getting as much sleep as they need, they don't always fall asleep in the car unless it's during nap time, right? And another sign, the last one here for this point about their sleep being erratic, which means that might be good to have a routine, is that the nap times end up messing up their, you know, snacks, meals, or bedtime. So it's like if they're trying to nap and they want to nap through dinner and they won't wake up or they won't, you know, eat lunch or they're so tired, you try to feed them or nurse them and they just eat a little and go right back to bed. This is because the the dreaded, this is what we like to call the dreaded overtired cycle, which is they're too tired to eat. So they keep falling asleep while they're trying to eat, but then they're too um, hungry to sleep. So then they take half of a nap and they wake up because they're hungry because they keep snacking and not eating. These are signs that a routine, a good routine is in order. If you want to find out what would be a great routine for your baby, I actually have a pack and it is called Rhythms, Routines, and Schedules. You can find it on my website, A Mother Far From Home Shop, and it is you can search Rhythms, Routines, and Schedules pack and it'll come up there. So these are easy to implement routines, you know, rhythms, daily schedules from birth through school age kids that'll help you streamline your day-to-day life with your little ones. And there's a um, step-by-step guide for getting started in the pack. Again, it's Rhythms, Routines, and Schedules Pack, and you can find it on my shop, A Mother Far From Home Shop. So another sign that routines would really be in order is that your morning wake times are going off the rails. So this is the time that your baby gets up in the morning. And look, this really matters. Um, it really it, it really affects things. I was talking to somebody the other day and due to their family schedule and this, you know, this can happen that baby doesn't go to bed until like 11 p.m. and then sleeps till like 10 a.m. but then struggles with napping and waking up at night. And that's partly because the, their sleep, baby sleep phase has shifted. And this is just very a late bedtime and a very late morning wake up. So we really want to have a set time in the morning that babies wake up. And so this might be anytime before kind of 6 a.m. I'm going to call early morning, but 6 a between 6 a.m. to 7:30 a.m. 8 I'm going to say at the latest is really the time you need to have your little one up. Now, when early wake ups happen, here is the fallout. So, if baby's really overtired, or in, you know they're waking up super early in the morning, or they're sleeping super late, these are signs a daily routine would would really come in handy. Now, what happens if baby starts waking up at like four thirty, five, five thirty, is that they get up for a little bit, but they end up taking a nap that comes super soon after. So it's like baby gets up at five, and then by six thirty they want a nap, and they want to get up at eight. It's almost like they they now taken a nap that was basically just like their night sleep, but it messes with the rest rest of the day, right? So we don't want them getting up at four, staying up a couple hours and then taking another nap. We just want them to sleep until that normal time. 
So another thing that happens when they wake up super early and what babies waking up super early, one of the biggest factors for the cause of this is overtiredness, which seems surprising, but this is the case. If they're overtired, they'll often wake up very early. So, and you know, this can happen if babies sort of, you know, off and on waking up a lot at night too. But what happens when baby just gets up early, early, early is they're ready for bed super early at like 5 p.m. since they're so tired from the day. And this actually contributes. So before you know it, they're trying to get on a 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. schedule. And this really makes it difficult for moms, right? We want to shift that back a couple of hours. Another thing that happens is more naps are happening in the day than necessary because baby's waking up so early. So for example, they're getting up two hours early in the morning. So they're trying to take extra naps during the day. So all of this is just sort of chaotic sleep habits. And even for adults, it's so important for adults to have a sleep schedule and sleep experts everywhere will tell you it's a good time. It's good to go to bed at the same time and wake up more or less at the same time. And there's just no reason babies shouldn't do the same. And on this note, babies have actually everybody has the deepest sleep before midnight. You know, there's the saying that every hour you sleep before midnight counts as two. There's really something to this is because based on our circadian rhythm and the biological processes that are happening, you'll even find babies who have lots of night wakings. It's like they sleep great until one and then they wake up every hour, right? So you don't want you put your baby to sleep too late and then let them sleep late. And this just is not the best for a baby. Ever wondered what it means to have boundaries in parenting with your own children? Well, I lived a boundaryless life. It did not turn out well for me or the kids. And I realized that I, like you, and every other mom on earth, has limits. We have boundaries, whether we've realized it or not. And we need to honor them if we want to live peaceful lives. I like to joke that while my book is called If Mama Ain't Happy, the real goal here is not happiness. For most moms right now, that's pie in the sky. The real goal, sad as it is to say, is not being depressed and wanting to escape your own life. So if that's you, if that's where you're at, grab a copy of my new book, If Mama Ain't Happy, Why Minding Healthy Boundaries is Good for Your Whole Family. You can buy the book any places books are sold. Or if you want to get a free copy of my Limit Locator and Boundary Building Worksheets, Google A Mother Far From Home, If Mama Ain't Happy, Choose the first link there at the top. So the next sign that a daily routine may be really good for baby is if bedtime is not consistent. So bedtime is super important, just like we talked about the morning time we wake up and the time we go to bed. So putting to baby to bed late or later than is suggested results in less restorative sleep. So like I mentioned, every hour before midnight is worth two. So you don't want baby to go to bed at 11. Um, and because this just disrupts and especially because the light, the light is such a big indicator for all of us. And so we want them to put them down early and then get up at that normal time. So the later, if the later you put baby to bed, the more night wakings, disrupted wake times. And as we said before as well, they'll sometimes if babies don't have a good daily routine, they're going to want to go to sleep super early. And so that's also not good. So we want to make sure that at, we have a good wind down routine, very calming, and that baby is asleep at a normal age appropriate time. And if bedtime is a total nightmare for you, it's definitely a sign that baby needs a routine. So the second to last reason I have that is a clear sign baby needs to be 
you know, more regulated during the day is that night wakings are becoming more frequent. So on the whole, it happens that of course, when you have a newborn, they're waking up at regular intervals every two or three hours, maybe three and a half, four, depending um, through the night to feed. And this is normal. But what should be happening is that gradually they're waking up less at night or you're giving baby a dream feed, which is that sort of 10 to 11 o'clock feed where they're barely awake because like we said, they're sleeping so deeply during this time of night, but you feed them anyway so that as soon as you go to bed, they get a few hours of sleep before their next feeding. And if you do this, babies quite early can sleep, quote, sleep. The goal is not for a newborn is certainly not sleeping through the night. But if we count sleeping through the night as six, seven or eight hours uninterrupted, quite young babies can do this because they can take a dream feed at 10, 30, 11, and sleep till four or five. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying this is a goal, but it does happen. And, you know, and so the goal is that night wakings become less frequent with their age. But if you're noticing that night wakings are becoming more frequent or when they wake up at night, they're staying around, they're staying up later, then this is a, t- a sign that a good daily routine and a good daily nap schedule will help. So, because what can happen at a certain point if babies are waking up a lot at night and then you're feeding them a lot at night to try to get them to go back to bed, they may end up doing something we call reverse cycling, which is basically they're eating more during the night than the day. And so if they are always falling asleep at the breast during the day and then they're, you know, napping is kind of erratic, but then at night they're taking long feeds and they're waking up a lot, what can end up happening is you're literally giving them more food at night than in the day. So they don't know that you don't want to do this. They don't know that this isn't the plan. This is just what you keep doing. So this is the routine that has been established. But they're going to keep on with that routine. And the more food you give them at night, the more they're going to want it at night. So of course, the goal is to feed them more during the day. And so they need less at night. Now, one time period I know that is often fraught is this five, six, seven month period. I often hear from moms whose babies used to sleep well and then stopped. And just as a caveat, I want to say that I often, that usually comes down to solids. Um, Because if they're really hungry now and they're kind of gearing up, getting ready for solids and they haven't started them or they're not eating that many, then they can just be hungry, honestly. And so if they haven't had a sleep issue for months and months and months, and then something happens right around this age, probably you'll find that once you start giving them some solids, they'll go back to sleep and sleep a bit um, longer. Ever feel worried you aren't as connected with your child as you'd like to be? I have an easy tool to help you feel that connection. The connection that is already there, of course. I've put together 50 plus fun and interesting questions to ask your kids. They'll get you laughing and you'll learn a lot of interesting things about your child and maybe even about yourself. Go to amotherfarfromhome.com slash connect to get your free printable. That's 50 plus connection questions that you can use in just times of bonding, one-on-one times, even times in the car. So again, you can get it at amotherfarfromhome.com slash connect. So the last reason I want to share that it may be sign for baby to have a routine is that your instincts are telling you we cannot go on like this. And I was recently reading a book called The Fear, no, The Gift of Fear. And it was talking about intuition. And one of the things that blocks us from our intuition is denial. And I thought this was very interesting. It was essentially, um, I mean, the book was on a whole lot of things, but it was essentially saying if we're just in denial, we can't even access our intuition. So if we're in denial that really we're miserable, we're 
We actually feel, I cannot go on like this. I cannot keep doing this. Life is horrible and I'm miserable, but we're in denial about it. We won't admit it. Then we can't actually think of solutions. We can't get where we want to go if we don't have a starting place. So it would be like trying to enter an address on your GPS with no original location. Like they can't, they can't. There's no plan. There's no directions that can be given if we don't know where you're starting. So you have to be honest with yourself, right? So if you're thinking, if you're just dri- if you're just driving yourself sort of uh, crazy or you feel like everything's going nuts, this isn't good for you. As the adult, you're the one that's going to have to take charge and say, actually, I can't do this. My days have to be more predictable. And then you can know you can meet all of baby's needs in such a timely way that the baby is not crying. Like this is what I want to get to. And babies won't follow a routine perfect and they don't have to. Just generally speaking, a good daily routine where you have nap times around the same times and you're comforting them and cuddling them and winding them down and putting them to bed and responding to their needs in that way, that is really will still help you go a long way. And so I kind of get, I I get really upset by when I see um, people trying to tell moms they should just, you know, follow whatever baby's doing and not have a thought for themselves because this really results in distress and mental illness for moms, it really does. And so if you are at that place where you're like, I'm not okay, then and and one of the reasons could be your day's just so crazy, then that is a good time and opportunity to get a routine. And I just want to encourage you that you can have excellent attachment and connection with your baby with a routine. You absolutely can, mama. As always, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You can find me on my website, A Mother Far From Home, and on YouTube under the same name. If you like this podcast, I'd love it if you could write a five-star review, and it'll help all the algorithms to get it in front of other moms who benefit from this encouragement. Until next time, keep it real out there, mama.